Hi, everybody. This is Pastor Tim from Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire. This is our weekly podcast of the sermon from the prior Sunday. Normally at this time, I have invited everybody to join us for worship at 8, 30, and 11. Uh, but right now we're in the midst of the global pandemic, and so we are not having worship in our building at 8, 30, and 11. Instead, you can find us online doing virtual worship using Zoom. You can find the information for all of that on our website at www.htelc.com. You can also like us on Facebook. And uh, those are the two primary ways in which to find our links to have worship with us. So it doesn't matter where you are, as long as you have an internet connection, you can join us for worship. So thank you for listening. We hope that you find the sermon meaningful and purposeful, that it connects to your life and how you interact with the world. And most of all, it reveals God's infinite love for you and all of creation. The Holy Gospel according to St. John chapter 1. Glory to you, O Lord. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but he confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This took place at Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. Thank you, Audrine. We now move to the sermon, the images of word. And you'll see, because the question I ask is, what is the difference between the word of God, the word of God, and the word of God? I'm not going to say any more, but uh, we'll move ahead to the sermon. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Pastor Tim. It's time for the sermon. We hear very similar words this week as we heard last week. They both have to do with John the Baptist, and they both uh, have, I am the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. But similar to last week, when we didn't really get into those words of John the Baptist, we got into that first part that introduced uh, John the Baptist. Remember last week, Mark, we heard the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, Son of God, and how uh, angered, threatened, offended, hopeful those words would have been, only to have those hopes dashed by the end of Mark's gospel. I want to talk about something else besides the words of John the Baptist, but what introduces John the Baptist, that it talks he was not the light, but he was a witness to the light, right? We don't worship John the Baptist. We understand John the Baptist has his proper place. He points to the one we worship. He points to the one that is to come. And I think what, how I want to relate to that is to the Bible, the way we read the Bible, and the joy that should come from it. But because I think we have a, a, 
a skewed understanding of what the Bible is, it can cause us to misread the Bible or to look for something that it cannot do. And this is what I mean for it. I'm going to go back to John the Baptist is not the light, but he's a witness to the light. There's a difference between John the Baptist and Jesus. They aren't the same. Now, I might have used this analogy before, uh, but just like you're right, when I eat a really good meal, <clears throat> I want that meal again sometimes. So I'm going to assume that you think this is like a really good meal, this analogy that I'm using, and you're going to need to hear that again. But Luther called the Bible, so it's really not my analogy, it's Luther's analogy. So if you have a problem with it, take it up with him. <laughs> Luther talks about the Bible being the cradle, that the manger that holds the Christ child, right? So if we hold up a Bible like this, you can see that slight V that it holds. Imagine that's the manger. The Bible is the manger that holds the Christ child. So in the same way that we don't worship John the Baptist, we worship what John the Baptist points to, we don't worship the Bible, we worship what the Bible points to. Now, what can be hard about that is we call the Bible the Word of God. And we call Jesus the Word. Right? We use this word, Word, several times to mean different things. And let me unpack that a little bit. And this is where maybe I'm repeating myself for some of you, but it takes me a long time to fully understand these things, and I'm still coming to understand them. So I'm going to assume it's going to take everybody else a little bit to come to a, a better or a more full understanding of it. When we use the word word in our faith, it can refer to three different things. One, we have the word of God being Jesus, God made flesh. We hear that from the beginning of John's gospel. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Jesus is only a human that was, bo that was born, and that died. But the word became manifest within Jesus. So God took up residence. God embodied, was embodied in this person named Jesus. And so Jesus and the word are the same in the word of God. That's one way. Then we have the proclaimed word. It's what I get to do on Sunday morning. And it's really what anybody can do. When they proclaim God's love, they proclaim the good news, they proclaim the word of God's love to others. Now, that is not the same as the word made flesh in Jesus. Those are two separate things, but we use that same word for it, the proclaimed word. Then we have the third way in which we use the word, word, and that is again when we refer to the Bible as the word of God, that points to the Word of God as Jesus. So you can see how that gets confusing. When we call the Bible the Word of God, we might come to think it is literally, word for word, God's Word. And so sometimes churches or people will use words like infallible, inerrable, or inerrant and those aren't words we would use to describe the Bible from a Lutheran understanding of Christianity, of our faith. We don't worship the Bible. We worship what the Bible points to. 
it is the manger that holds the Christ child. That's not to say the Bible isn't important and it's not sacred. It is absolutely sacred. And we believe somehow God's word is revealed to us, Jesus, through God's word, the Bible. But we don't worship the Bible in the same way we don't worship John the Baptist or we don't worship the manger, do we? We worship what the manger holds. But I think we approach it sometimes as one in the same. The Bible, the Word of God, is Jesus, the Word of God. As if the manger would be also be the Christ child. And you think about that with the manger. You want to be careful holding the manger because you might get hurt, right? There's splinters in it. It's rough. It's hard. Um... So you have to be careful in that way of it. Now, you also have to be careful if by chance you were able to hold the Christ child. But think about those two ways you might hold or you might deal with those things. If you're holding the manger and you know there's splinters in it, you need to rough those out or you need to smooth those out. You need to sand them down. You need to somehow get rid of them. You can't allow them to be there. Um, But when you hold the Christ child, Oh, so tender, gentle, in awe of it. You just are amazed by it. You're not trying to get rid of these parts that you don't like, right? That you might with a manger, sand them down, smooth out the edges, whatever it might be. But instead, you hold it just so wonderfully and carefully and you examine it, and you're in awe of it, right? The Bible points us to those things, to Christ. And so we approach the two differently. We use the Bible to help us see the wonder, the beauty, the majesty, and the awe of God. We don't worship the Bible itself we worship what the bible holds we might the approach if we approach it as if the the manger is part of the christ child right we approach it in a way that we have to deal with all of this rough or hard things we have to justify we have to Uh, explain it away or we have to get rid of it, right? Or tell people, be careful, it's going to hurt you in this way. But if we approach it as the Christ child, it brings joy, doesn't it? It brings peace, doesn't it? It brings hope, doesn't it? How do we lift those things out of the Scripture? How do we see that coming out of the Scripture? How do we find the Christ child being held within the scripture and being able to distinguish the manger from the Christ child? How do we distinguish the word of God, the Bible, in all its sacredness from the Christ child that we worship, the word of God of Jesus? 
The manger can't bring hope. The manger points to hope. The Bible doesn't bring hope. The Bible points to hope. The same way with peace and with joy, we don't find those in the manger. We find them in what the manger holds. Peace and joy we don't find in the Bible, per se. We find it in what the Bible holds or reveals to us. And that can be hard. It can be confusing. I can see why we want to just combine the two. Because how do you disseminate the difference? means you might have to interpret, you might have to talk, you might have to change your opinion, you might have to understand the context of what's going on. But remember, we don't worship this inanimate object. We worship what comes and moves and breathes and understands what it is to be human because Jesus is human. But Jesus is more than that also. Jesus would comes to bring peace, hope, and joy. Not on a surface level, but deep within our hearts. Amen.